You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Coach Barry Sanderson, it's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning. Welcome into a Friday edition of Inside the Locker Room. Exciting weekend this weekend tonight. Uh, a lot of high school football uh, in the area kicks off. I know uh, the kids and the coaches in this area have been working hard. They want to keep the season going, Joe. The only way to do that now is win and advance. So there's a couple or several big games. I know Hillcrest has a home game. Uh, Tuscaloosa Academy has a home game. Northridge will be on the road taking Pelham, their old Coach Mike Dickery, so great high school football tonight, then followed by a great slate of college football tomorrow. It should make for a outstanding weekend. 205-342-9904 always is the number if you want to get in on the show. Twitter at LockerRoom109, at Barry Sanderson, and at Wimp Sanderson. One email for the show is wimpandbarry at yahoo.com. Joe Gaither is back in with us this morning, uh, so he'll be helping us uh, get callers on and getting the guest on and interjecting his opinion or thoughts uh, throughout the show with us this morning. Yellowwood, pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. If you want to build a five-star backyard, and I love five stars here in the Tuscaloosa area, well, you want to use pressure-treated pine. Go to yellowwood.com to find this dealer closest to you. And always remember, if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. Uh, today's show, uh, I thought yesterday we had good guests. Today is another home run, thanks to Dad picking up these people. Mike Griffith will be with us at 7.30. Obviously, he'll be all over that Georgia-Tennessee game, uh, which I think is a very important game here in the SEC. We'll have his thoughts about Alabama and LSU, so we'll talk to Mike Griffith at 7.30. Uh, at 8.15, Ron Higgins. Uh, with Tiger Rag over in Baton Rouge. He'll be able to break it down. We'll find out from Ron what the weather is supposed to be like. Uh, Joe, are they talking about possible rain over there on Saturday night uh, in Death Valley right now? Yeah, but I think it's going to be dry. How is it rain and dry at the same time? Well, uh, I just looked at the forecast this morning. I think it's going to be dry. All right, uh, so no rain, then according to Judd, the meteorologist. Uh, I'll check my weather, my local weather I mean, app. Everything can change in the, in the next. <laughs> what is it? Is it predicted to rain? No, it's not, it's not uh, predicted to rain. Right you now. said it was supposed to rain, but everything was going to be dry. I didn't really know how to predict that. All right, good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? Uh, doing okay. Uh, several things that are pretty interesting to me. I'll try to make them quick. Uh, Eagles won last night, 20. 20- uh, 29, I forget what the score was, but Jalen uh, had 21 for 27, two touchdowns, uh, and puts them to 8-0 and in the NFL. They're going great guns, no doubt about that. Verlander was the winner as the Astros moved to a 3-2 and lead. Uh, they moved back to Houston, they're going to win it all probably. Pena. Hey, what's up, Bryce? Uh, Pena guy uh, had three hits and two uh, RBIs and and a home run, kid from uh, Dominion Republic. So it was a, a good wor- World Series. They took two out of three uh, in Philadelphia. So two big wins right there for for um, Philadelphia Eagles and so forth. 
Uh, Rice uh, beat UTIP in a fighting game. They got in a fight. Uh, Mississippi Valley beat uh, Alabama A&M 30-20. And Coastal Carolina continues to be really good. Beat App State 35-28 tonight. Duke and Boston College be the best game. ESPN 2 uh, at 6 o'clock. Madison, UMass and Connecticut, not much. Alcorn and Prairie View. And, and a good, if you stay up late tonight, you get to watch Oregon State and Washington, which would be a good game. Oregon State's playing better. That will be on ESPN2 as well at 9.30. Greg Norman has said that the LIV has just begun. They're trying to get somebody to stream uh, stream that, which I hope they don't. Uh, there are people that are, are, are disgusted with it because of, they've been accused of, of the murder of the guy at the Washington, at the Washington Post uh, columnist uh, murder. Um is their involvement in it, and I don't know if if, if uh, people who want to sponsor stuff. I thought maybe it might hurt them, but I have no idea. They need to get they need to get streaming or somebody to look at it if they're going to go with it. I don't, I'm not going to explain this to you, but the transfer rule is changing every day, and it's the most confusing transfer. We had a one one power power five conference uh, coach said yesterday. They have just about shut down the transfer portal and that it is an absolute cluster. I've tried to read it, hadn't had time to really understand it, but transfer rules changing. Uh, NCAA thinks they're smart and they've been meeting and doing all that crap. And so if you want to read the transfer rule, I've got to read it and study it to be, to be accurate with all my listeners. Right now, I'm just telling you right now, it's changed and they're involved with, with a lot of stuff. I don't know. I'll ask Mike. Eric Ainge, who was the former Tennessee quarterback, says the atmosphere at Georgia is way, way overrated. Way overrated. That'll get that'll get the Georgia ready to go. Uh, Ray Guy, most of you, some of you who are the age that I am, and even younger than I am, know what a great uh, punter that uh, he was from Southern Miss. Uh, passed away at age 72. Uh, he's, he's the first person that got into the Hall of Fame, and so that is uh, sad, but also he had, had a great life. Um, and I will close so that Barry can make his money. Um, lottery uh, was not uh, – nobody got the lottery last night, and it is now worth $1.5 billion. So if you win the lottery, uh, you don't have to call. You can buy this radio station and get rid of us. That's it. Well, yeah, if you win the lottery, please get rid of us. Uh, buy the station and or buy us. Uh, anyway, uh, one point what billion? One point five billion. Wow. Uh, I guess you have to drive across state lines in order to play that. Yeah. That's so stupid. How uh, stupid as it can be? Let, let all the money run out of run out of here and go. Uh, somewhere else just doesn't uh, doesn't make sense uh, to me. So we had several calls there beeping in, but they're not up on the board, so I won't go to those uh, yet. Uh, this game, I just looked at it. Uh, Joe is right. Uh, I hate to say that, but he is right. It's supposed to, it's a hundred percent right chance of rain in the morning uh, tomorrow, but in the evening it goes down to like a you know ten percent or something like that. Is that if it's a Wet field. Uh, if you're LSU, 
Would you make a lot of effort to make sure it was a dry field? Do you want a fast field against Alabama, or do you want a, a wet field uh, on Saturday night, Dad? Well, uh, I, I think their running backs are good. Uh, I, I would say it's probably a wet field to keep Alabama's quarterback from, if he can't throw it to anybody, from hit, having him really be able to run a lot because he does a good job of scampering and skipping around and, and getting a, getting the first down when they, he can't throw the football. So I, I just say based on that, maybe wet, I have no idea. Joe, your thoughts, uh, if you're LSU – do you hope it pours? And I'm sure they have ways of, um, I don't know if it's blowers or what they do, to kind of dry that field out as much as they can. Or do you say, let it pour, baby, let it pour, and let's have this uh, field wet as possible uh, where Bryce Young can't scramble, scramble around. I know these fields are really well done now, so it's probably uh, a silly question. But do you want a wet field or a dry field if you're LSU, Joe? I think if you're LSU, you want the wetter the better. I think so, too. Slow, slow down Bryce as much as possible, just like you and you and Coach said. Yeah, Jamar Gibbs has got that burst speed there. You want Alabama to make some mistakes, so I think a sloppy uh, feel would be uh, probably better. So we'll see what the weather ends up doing over there. All right, to the Yellowwood Hotline, bring Bryce into the show. Good morning, Bryce. Good morning, Barry. How are you? Good. How are you, Bryce? Oh, I'm good. I'm. I just passed Oxford. Should I stop by and talk to Lane? Told him not to go to Auburn. Uh, the lane train, lane trains. Yeah, studying. Should have derailed that rain train to Auburn. I think Lane's probably on vacation. They're off this week. Oh, that's right. They are, aren't they? Uh, well, I'm on my way to Dallas. I just passed by Oxford and um, on the road. Uh, but uh, did you watch the World Series last night? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did watch uh, some of it. I also had to have my kindergarten through first grade draft last night so i was drafting players last night so i had a lot going on well, last night but did did uh watch well, it. houston now i guess to go back home just got to win one game to win the world series yeah and i yeah and i think they probably can do it now i think uh they lost their luster last night philadelphia you know it's kind of crazy i was watching Jalen last night he put he showed out last night and then you had the world series you know uh, Jalen was playing in Philadelphia. No, he's playing in Houston. That's right. And I just found out that Jalen had a little brother. I forgot all about him because me and uh, Cowboy seen him when we went and seen him play Texas A&M when Jalen was playing. Uh, he's quarterbacking now for his dad at, at Channel View. Okay. Good. But uh, I bet after what went on with Jalen, I bet he'll probably wind up at Texas or A&M one of the two. I don't think he'll. It'd be real surprise if he goes to Alabama. All right, we'll see what but, uh, level player he is. It's uh, getting to these schools is not easy. Just because you got the last name Hurts, don't mean you can play. I don't know the kid may be a great player, but uh, it's very, very. I don't think people realize how difficult it is to get to the SEC level in any position. It is difficult, especially a school like Alabama. Yeah, well, it's funny, you know, we talk about everybody want to bring uh, Pete Golden or, or Bill O'Brien. I have a nephew with me. I said, look, Jalen, I'm not Jalen, but Bryce can change the play at the line of scrimmage. It's up to him. Plus, uh, and, and, and Saban can trump anybody. Coach Saban can trump anybody. So, 
They just want to find the blame for somebody, don't they? Yeah, no doubt. Thank you, Bryce. Safe travels. But I think I think real Ricks will show out. Eli Ricks, you think he'll show out? I think he'll show. I think he'll get him a pick six. Right, Remember, I said that. Thank you. Thank you, Bryce. Uh, Eli Ricks uh, going back to Baton Rouge. Hopefully, uh, he's. I think he's gotten him. If he was in the doghouse, I think he's probably gotten himself out with his play. Uh, there, uh, Dad. I think Coach Saban last night his radio show. There's a lot of different interesting topics, but uh, and I know you were always big on this. That that crowd is coming to be in a frenzy. Yep. And Alabama's job is to take the crowd out of the game. Now you can take that crowd out of the game. Uh, how important is that if Alabama get off to a good start? You know they didn't. They against Texas. They let some long pass plays and got that crowd going wild, and then it just started to steamroll. Well, if, if you could take them out early, that's huge. Well, yeah, I think if the, the crowd gets there saying, I think we can win, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. That's what they say. That, well, I think we're going to beat them, but I'm not sure we're going to beat them. And if you get it, just like you say, if you get it off to a quick start, uh, they get a little bit more doubtful. If it rains, too, uh, some of them won't come because the girlfriends won't come. But it, it, uh, it'll dampen it a little bit. So it's, uh, I don't think that, you know, as, as we talk about Alabama and being number one when the season started, we're down to a humongous game. This, this football game here is, is either you're, you're, you're not going to be Atlanta bound if you lose this one. Who's that? Alabama? No. no. Uh, you don't think? I got to talk it. I got to look at LSU. Well, I get Alabama two losses. LSU would have to lose two more times, I guess, in order for you because they would have the head to head on you. Yeah, you're probably right. I know they play still play Texas A and M. I don't know who else LSU plays, but uh, yeah, you got to win it. Uh, if you don't win win this game, then everything you want is pretty much pretty much out the window. All right, we'll take yeah. this break. Open up the phone lines two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. Look forward to. Having Mike Griffith with Dog Nation on here in about 15 minutes. Two-minute truck. They're at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to prepare for this move. Whether it's local, out of town, out of state, let the professionals handle it. They will take great care of you and your stuff. And it's very – it takes a lot of stress off of you to have those guys in there taking care of your furniture and getting it on and off the truck. 205-247-5050 for the free estimate. Two men in a truck. Movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, a couple of bad wrecks. One on 2059 westbound at the Skyland Boulevard exit number 76. Another one on US 11 at a covered bridge road also with delays. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Townsend Nissan is your hometown dealer with an amazing selection of new and used vehicles, and they will give you top dollar for your trade. Go see them today. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Friday morning. West Alabama is now recording the highest flu rates in the state of Alabama. Among the most vulnerable, of course, children and senior citizens. The Alabama Department of Public Health had already predicted a significant flu season and continues to urge persons to get vaccinated. Our area, including Tuscaloosa and Pickens County, has more than double the reported flu cases over the last week. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. 1225 Sports Bar is the place to be on the strip for your ultimate game day experience. 1225 Sports Bar is located two blocks from Bryant-Denny Stadium. Come meet our staff and enjoy some great... Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves 
to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Temperatures stay well above average today. The sky partly to mostly sunny, the high 81. For tonight, increasingly cloudy with the low at 63. Tomorrow, a mostly cloudy day with a few showers around. The high tomorrow at 75 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 60 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. There's a man going around taking names, and he decides who to free and who to blame. Welcome back to Inside Locker 205-342-9904. Pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. You're looking for decking, deck accents, fence products, dimensional lumber. You need the yellow wood protector to protect the wood there. If you want, to, want it to last, you want to build with pressure-treated pine from Great Southern if it doesn't have a yellow tag on it. You don't want it. All right, last night at uh, Coach, you showed that. I know this is always a probably a tough thing, probably even tougher now to do that maybe even than when you were coaching in Alabama. And that's, you know, dealing with your medical staff there. And, and Coach Saban uh, just talks about that they have the best medical staff in the country. I know a lot of people say that, but I genuinely believe Alabama does, from the training staff to the doctors that allow Kane and those guys that do the surgeries. Um and he's and coach talked about trust. Uh, you you got to tr- they got to trust one another. And Saban said college players need to be convinced to play if they're not a hundred percent. But NFL players are not always a hundred percent when they play because of smaller roster sizes. And we're not trying to get anybody to play ever when it's not in their best interest. Saban said, but explain there is a difference between being risking further injury and being a little bit hurt. And then he said, I'll always let the player have the final say. I say, under your condition, can you do your job? Uh, just talk about how these coaches have to deal with this and, and trying to – sometimes these kids get here, they've never had an injury, and they, you don't really know if they're hurt or injured, and there is a big difference there. Well, there's a personality of the head coach and also the big personality of the player himself. Uh, when our trainers uh, in football, and I say our, when I watch the trainers in football and also basketball, uh, go in and report to Coach Bryant whether a person could practice that week, uh, it was always a little bit of a, 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 let me explain to you why I think he shouldn't practice. Uh, so that that goes to the extreme. And then sometimes they go in there and, and and say, you know, I think so-and-so thinks he shouldn't practice. I think he's okay, Coach. Uh, I would ask him, as you just alluded to, I, I would ask, you know, just, you can say whatever you want to say to him. Uh, he can tell you. But I think you, as far as I'm concerned, you're not going to hurt him by practicing him. So uh, there's always – there was when I was there, there was a really uh, uncomfortable feeling 
um, not so much on my when you knocked on my door, but when you knocked on Coach Bryant's door to give him a report of of injuries, you were a little bit I think a little bit uncomfortable. And so you're exactly right. There are players who who think they're hurt, but they're not. But you you, you just leave it up to the player himself to tell you. And um, if you're if you're too hurt on on Tuesday or Wednesday, you're probably not going to be a starter on on Saturday. Um, I think the one thing Barry about this team as we go through that I guess is I have a feeling Nick Saban and his staff have done a really good job in this off season of correcting the mistakes they've made. I, I just do. I, I just think they're going to be much better, uh, much better Saturday. People realize. Yeah, and I, I think going back to the injury thing, you, is you coach your player, you kind of start to learn them. I got, there was a guy we had at South Carolina, named Carlos Powell. It didn't matter when he went down; he was getting up and he was going to keep playing. And then there's other guys. Every time they show up, every time they got this, they got that, they got this, and you quickly learn. Uh, yep. who you can count on and who you can't. Uh, it's just a big – none of these kids have never been hurt, but you want those warriors, the guy that, that literally you're having to pull off the field to, to uh, protect them from themselves. If you, those are the kind of guys you got to have to win when you go yep. to games like in, in Baton Rouge. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. You can't have some flimsy guy that just you know kind of thinks he's hurt. He wants to be – Kind of careful of the way he plays, and and your your staff knows that your your head coach your head coach, if he doesn't have the feel for it, your certainly your position coach uh, can give him that information. Which is the position coaches are so huge, their relationship with the head coach and their their willingness to say what they think, uh, not not something that will make the head coach happy, uh, is the way to do things. I think coach has got this staff. Uh, the other thing that was talked about was Bryce Young, and he was teasing about Bryce Young being a better actor than him is in, in commercials. Can you believe we're even talking about that now in uh, college football? But uh, you know, and you have certain guys that you just—I don't want to say you like more than other guys, but they just have it all together. They're mature, and he said Saban said Young is very bright. And I believe this as well has a great family with really good values. Saban said, "Young does a good job of seeing other perspectives. He's got it all when it comes to great personality, positive, upbeat. I haven't met the person that doesn't respect him and like him because he treats everybody so well. They have really done a good job uh, recruiting quarterbacks here. If you think of Jalen Hurts, oh, they have. Uh, is a really good guy." Uh, but a but a relentless worker. You talk about uh, obviously Bryce. You talk about Tua uh, the same way. Mac Jones. They have really knocked it out of the park in the quarterback area of recruiting. Yeah, they really have. And the ones they've got who well, redshirted, the one they committed to twenty four, and the one they got from Georgia, uh, and they knew they weren't going to get uh, Peyton Manning's um, brother's son. Uh, you know, they went up hit. hit Went ahead with their business and did so. You know when you when you look at when the, when you see a kid play as well as as Bryce has played, but you never spend any time throwing throwing the picture of his mother and daddy in the stands. There's an occasion that you may see the mother, but it, they're not into that. You can just tell that they they're there. They're you know they've probably got on an out, Alabama outfit, but as far as as you know, looking at them all the time every quarter. 
and seeing what they think, what they do, how happy they are when he scores a touchdown pass, you don't see that. I think they've done a terrific job in raising this kid. Um, and I think, uh, you know, he's done, a, he's done a very good job in raising himself as well. And I, I think uh, Coach is dead on it. He's, he's a, a quarterback's quarterback. He's terrific. I mean, you take this kid, he won the Heisman Trophy, and he's, he comes across – uh, just so humble, so soft-spoken, uh, doesn't have a, you know, he, he has swagger, but it doesn't come across as arrogant. I mean, he ultimately, yeah. he's cool under pressure. Uh, just the things that he has, unfortunately, you can't coach because everybody would be trying to coach. It's a, it's a rare, you're seeing something very rare here, uh, with this kid. And, uh, he's made some big plays this year and they're going to need him to make some big ones. Uh, throughout the year, I think well, he, he's uh, helping. Yeah. Yeah. He he uh, he uh, is not in in line for the for the Heisman Trophy this year and doesn't care. You know, you're either going to give it to the kid from Ohio State, or the kid from Tennessee, and he he does, he may go to the Heisman thing because he's one of the Heisman winners. But as far as him sweating whether he's going to win the Heisman, you know, by talking back to back Heisman winner, he no more sweats that than than anything. He just. He plays, and if things don't go good, uh, he is he's as even-minded as you can get. Uh, disappointing that he doesn't show it in his face. And, um, you know, he's he's the guy that, that I think the consistent part of his personality is where, you know, you're good, 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 and things go bad, and you get all this good. He, he doesn't have that. He's, he's, a, he's very consistent. All right, so we'll go ahead and take this break. We'll get Mike Griffith in from Dog Nation. Listen, Ty, 100.9, it's the home of Alabama sports. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. This is Timothy Bowens with your Tide sports update. Tiger Stadium will be the site of a top 10 matchup on Saturday. Alabama basketball's Javon Quinterly and Brandon Miller earned preseason All-SEC honors. Former Alabama basketball star Jamichael Green is bringing a Cajun restaurant to Tuscaloosa. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. Play it again! For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we still have that wreck 2059 westbound at exit 76 and that wreck on US 11 at Covered Bridge Road. We now have a wreck on Alabama 216 at Phyllis Drive out in Lakeview. Townsend Nissan is your hometown dealer with an amazing selection of new and used vehicles, and they will give you top dollar for your trade. Go see them today. I'm Captain Ray. It's the Tuscaloosa Community Calendar, powered by Pepsi. The Wise Men Club will continue its 60-plus year Christmas tree sale tradition, starting Wednesday. Mainly cloudy with the low at 63. Tomorrow, a mostly cloudy day with a few showers around. The high tomorrow at 75 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 60 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Eli Gold, Chris Stewart, and Roger Hoover live right here. Tide 100.9 is a proud partner of the Crimson Tide Sports Network.
Welcome back to the inside of the locker room, yellowwood.com. They have, uh, you go over to outdoor living section. They have inspirational gallery at the backyard, building tips. They have an ebook you can download right there. Uh, but pressure treated pine from Great Southern, when you're going to build it, you want to build it to last. And if you want it to last, you want to use yellowwood. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. We're still trying to get Mike on the phone. I think they got him. Did y'all get him, Joe? We just had some phone issues. Okay, we're still trying to get him. Uh, on the phone. All right. Now, I do want to talk to him about this Tennessee uh, team, Dad. And I guess it does show you how much a quarterback, a good quarterback, can really help a team. Uh, how hard would it be for Josh Heupel now? Well, he's done this in year two with a incredible quarterback. Now, you're not going to have a quarterback this good next year, I don't think. Uh, I think his quarterback's 30 years old. <laughs> he's not 30, but he's in his mid-20s. Um, how hard is it going to be to keep the, you know, you got them now, you've been so good now in year two, you got the expectations now, uh, probably a little bit out of whack there. There's no way he'll be able to duplicate something like this in the I next mean, year. Is, this is the most amazing thing. If you, we don't talk about it much, everybody gets mad if we do, but to think that they, they lost all the people they lost. They got a firing. They got, they got under probation. Uh, they they got to get out and get players to get back to have enough players, and and we're talking about Tennessee having a shot at a national championship. We give seven what, minutes. If, if you if you had said that when, with all its stink with what's his name there, you, you people laugh at it. They turn the radio off. I mean, it, I mean, it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. All right, we do have Mike. Daddy only has about seven minutes to give us this morning, so we'll get right to. Uh, the Alabama One Hotline. He's with Dog Nation, Mike Griffith. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Hey, Mike. Good Appreciate you taking time to be on. Uh, let me ask you this real quick. Can good offensive players, as Tennessee have, beat good defensive players as Georgia has? I mean, they have before. I mean, we saw them put 52 points on Alabama. Alabama's pretty <laughs> talented, has the number one guy in the country. So, yeah, they sure can. Uh, Mike, is Josh Heupel's done an amazing job. I don't think it's getting enough attention, maybe, what he, how he's turned this thing around in really one year. How hard – now the expectations now, for me, I think they're going to be out of whack up there. I mean, you got a great quarterback now. You certainly probably won't have a guy quite that good. How hard will it be to keep this thing going, uh, Mike? That depends on the referees and how they fast they let them play. I mean, this is kind of a loophole in the rules with this hurry up and how fast the referees spot it, how they call games in the secondary. I mean, you got to give hypo credit. I mean, it's all about playing and fitting your scheme to the rules, and and Tennessee does that. I mean, it looks like backyard football. I mean, try to get the ball snapped before your sister gets lined up, but that's that's what football's turned into. And and Josh has done a great job of you know, manipulating those rules and moving fast. Yeah. Yep. Uh, de- de- defensively, they lost the, the one defensive player. Um, quarterback-wise, probably as sound as, as, as uh, the Tennessee quarterback, just maybe not quite as gifted, but awfully sound. Uh, will Georgia change things at all for this game offensively? Well, I hope so. They didn't look real good against Florida. I mean, they only completed half of their passes and had two interceptions. So, uh, you know, if Georgia wants a chance to win, they they better change some things, right? I mean, um, 
You know, I, I, I don't know. Georgia changes from game to game in all seriousness. You, you don't know what you're going to get. It's predicated on what the defense does. I'm, I'm assuming that Tennessee will follow the game plan of Auburn and, and Missouri, which had some moderate success pressing the outside receivers and ch- challenging Stetson Bennett to throw downfield. And if they can get ahead of Stetson Bennett, you know, Alabama fans know what that's like. They saw that in the SEC championship game. But to try to, if Georgia gets in a mode where they've got to catch up, that hasn't brought out the best of their quarterback in the past. So, I think it's going to be a very important first quarter, and I think Kirby's going to try to make sure that uh, Todd Munkin has an aggressive scheme to try and put the Bulldogs out front. Will, will Georgia's atmosphere have a, have effect in the game? Is Georgia? Is Georgia? I, I think it will. I mean, there's a you know former Tennessee quarterback, Eric Ames, yeah. says he, he thinks it's overrated and all that. Says Alabama fans are ganging up on you know Arkansas fans, and you know Eric played there at Tennessee in the early 2000s and and won it at, at, uh, at Georgia between the hedges. I was there as a reporter and. Yeah, I can tell you it's different. I mean, just like Alabama's different. Now, you know, Eric's recollection, I'm sure, is, is very sharp. Uh, but I, he hasn't been in the stadium lately. I have. I mean, I've covered all these programs, guys, for 30 years. Uh, you know, against Notre Dame, Notre Dame had six false starts and burned two timeouts in the second half because of crowd noise. So, you know, maybe Josh Heupel and the Vols are able to communicate. Maybe that hurry-up offense changes things. You know, I'll be honest, and this doesn't have anything to do with this game. I've, I've said it on this show before. Um, I'm not sure what we're trying to do with football. I don't know if we're trying to turn it into basketball, you know, where there's continuous play. or I don't think it's healthy, and I don't think that that's really a skill to trying to beat your other guy before they get lined up. I mean, I, I know Nick Saban talked about it and lost this battle six years ago, but just as a spectator of the event, it, it just it doesn't strike me as the same game when it's all about who gets lined up the fastest. It's just again, it seems like something you do in your backyard to you know take advantage of your little brother or something because he's not ready for the ball to get snapped to dad when mom's in coverage or whatever. You know, doesn't seem like real football. <laughs> We're talking with Mike Grip of the Dog Nation. Mike, what do you see when you see Alabama? A lot of national media guys say Saban's Coach Saban's not doing a good job when you have that many well, p- penalties back to back on the road. What do you see? Yeah. Yeah, it was a poorly coached game. The clock management was bad. That's on Nick Saban. You know, he delegated too much. I guarantee during the bye week he was very involved. And, um, you know, Saban will get involved and get his hands on it. You know, and, but, but he's also got to be willing to listen to assistant coaches when they tell him what will work and what not work. I mean, he knew what the game plan was. That was a bad game plan against Tennessee. It was, it was poor. He overestimated his team's ability to match up in certain areas. And that's on him. He'll take responsibility for that. Um, you know, the transfers didn't work out, right? I, I mean, the receivers aren't doing what last year's receivers did, and uh, that's, you know, it's just part of the game. Now, Jameer Gibbs has, has been great, um, you know, but you haven't seen the impact from the receivers. Uh, Bryce Young's injury is another curveball. I saw where, you know, Coach Davis said he's only recently started really practicing again. And Tennessee caught him at the right time. That's a big part of football, yeah. any sport, really. When you play a team, are they at their peak? Are they at their their valley and, and they caught Bama at the right time. They caught Bama with the right officiating crew that called the game a certain way in the secondary. Not saying it was right or wrong. It's like an umpire strike zone. It varies though. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt comes on my show every week and he said before the game, Hey, how they call this is going to make a difference. He's right. And, and they caught Bama with the, you know, field goal that went three feet wide. And then they kicked the field goal that got partially blocked and went through. I mean, everything went right that Tennessee needed to go right to finally beat Alabama. It was their day. And you give Tennessee credit for being prepared and, and executing and doing what they needed to do. Um, but to me, that was an aberration. I, I think Alabama will probably win out. I think they'll probably win impressively uh, against LSU. 
And, um, you know, I don't know that I'd bet against them winning the SEC title game. i got to see how this game Saturday turns out. All right, I know you got to go. Last question, yeah. uh, Mike. When, you're right. I think the timing to win games. I think for LSU, given with Alabama having a week off, uh, is bad bad for LSU. I think I think what you said there. You yeah. get Bryce healthy, and you give Coach uh, some opportunity to, to clean up some of these mistakes. I think Alabama will play their best game of the year due to the week off. Your thoughts? Well, you know, maybe the second best because I think he's got something for Lane Kiffin coming. But but, but you know, Brian Kelly. Uh, is a great coach. I think he's going to make an impact. I'm impressed with him. I know when he came down here, there were you know a lot of people that weren't certain or they didn't think what he did at Notre Dame. I'm going to tell you, this guy's a really good coach, and, and I've talked to enough people in the profession that respect him, and I know what my eyes have shown me. Um, but I think he's a good coach. I don't think LSU is LSU talent-wise. I think Alabama's got a big talent advantage, and I think that certainly their program culture is much better. But what he's done at LSU has been very – impressive this year yeah a lot of people wondered uh, who hired the better coach florida or lsu i said well let me think here on the one hand we got notre dame's winning his coach over here on the other we got uh you know the nick saban starter kit you know he, he got coffee for a few years in the hallways and he got fired at clemson listen and billy napier's a nice guy I, i'm taking some shots here, but he's actually a really nice guy and a really good guy I just think it's uh, Florida's arrogant to think that they can take a mid-major coach and plug him in and expect to have uh, uh, you know elite results. Yeah. Uh, before you, I know you're leaving. Uh, tell our tell our listeners who the new Auburn coach is going to be. Well, the guy that I thought you know could have, should have, would have would have been Dan Mullen because I think he's a hell of a coach and I think he can coach through some things. But you know they've got somebody in mind. They've had somebody in mind. There's some guy's name I've never even heard of leading the odds for it. I, I thought maybe Hugh Freeze or or Deion Sanders were the names that were the buzz a few weeks ago when I was down there. But like I said, they got some guys named the top of the odds list now that I've never heard of. So maybe maybe this is another one of those genius moves. I'm still trying to figure out why Auburn would hire Mississippi State's uh, AD. And don't get me wrong, I'm sure he's a really nice guy. But what has he done there? I mean, I, I don't like, what. It, where is Mississippi State better than Auburn? State football, but I don't know that Mike Leach is the answer. But anyway, guys, I, I got to run. It's going to be Okay, thank you. I really appreciate, appreciate the call, guys. Thank you, Mike. Thank you so much. All right, uh, there, Mike Griffith. Well, uh, I just think I just think I don't I don't see anything wrong with fast football. I mean, the the, uh, the <laughs> ain't ain't nothing I, back if it's backyard football or or slow football. I don't I don't, I don't catch fast, I don't catch a, I don't catch you knocking fast football because fast football hurts a lot of teams. It hurts Alabama some. It hurts Georgia some. And, if that's a way to play to beat your opponent, that's the way you play. Yeah, it's a style. Uh, sure. It's like the wishbones, a style. Uh, you, you, what you got to do is you take uh, a style that you believe you recruit to that style and you run it. <laughs> and and uh, Tennessee wants to run, go fast, but they do run the football. I think people act like they just throw it. They'll run the ball as well, but they seem to have something figured out there with this quarterback with Hypo. Uh, what would you say Alabama's style is? It used to be kind of a smash-mouth style. It's not that anymore. They almost have an NFL style. They throw the ball so yeah, much. I'd, I'd say NFL style. Yeah. Is that good? Is that good? Well, it's, uh, I think it's good if you got the right receivers. Yeah. Uh, good offensive line. Well, does this, does this team have that? It hasn't shown it. Yeah, no. uh, as much as you would think. I don't think. Has it? I no, and, and I think Mike Griffith hit the nail on the head on when game when you play certain games are so critical. Tennessee caught a break uh, catching 
uh, Alabama with Bryce. Although Bryce played outstanding uh, that week, but uh, when you and I think the timing for LSU. Although I know they had a week off as well, but uh, I think these Alabama talent is a little bit better. I think they've cleaned up some mistakes there, and they've gotten the Heisman Trophy winner healthy. I think that's going to be a bad combination for uh, LSU and Alabama the travels. Open, the, open, the open day couldn't have come any better for 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 Alabama because of you know you don't, we don't know they're going to make the kind of mistakes they made and play as poorly as they did. Uh, but you know one thing they've got a very very good coaching staff. Yeah, they'll get all that uh, stuff cleaned up. And um, you think that now if they don't, then this team's got some problems, uh, some serious problems. And I think Coach alluded to. The transfer portals, he said they brought five guys in. They lost a lot more than that. He said what it did was we lost older guys, and it hurt our depth. Uh, and I think that's that's the problem with the portal. You start losing. He said, oh, yeah, but that guy didn't play that much. Well, he was probably just now learning and going to be ready to play, and so you lose them, lose a lot of guys like that, and you lose the Drew Sanders and those guys that were going to be. So I think that's where Alabama starts to get a little bit thin that maybe that hasn't happened in the past. I, would take, I, think, I think Nick Saban is, is getting his staff together and saying, let's be right on these transfers. Let's come to me with the right kind of transfer. Transfer rules all screwed up to start with. But uh, we we got to be more accurate on the transfers. And I don't know that they're not. I don't think it's over. It's not over. They, they can get better. And and they're they're better than they that they have shown. Um, so we'll wait and see. You know, we don't we don't ever you and I don't get on here and talk about the past defense much. We don't we don't say much about that, but we talk we I I get on here and complain about not complain, but talk about you know, the offensive part of it, the defensive part of it, which is the most difficult part to do. We don't say much about that. And it hadn't been great either. <laughs> yeah, it hadn't been great. The field goal kicking hadn't been great, uh the penalties have been bad. This team, honestly, has not performed very well. Uh, and everybody said, well, they still should have beat Tennessee. Well, yeah, but you could have lost to Texas A&M and you could have lost to Texas. So that's the problem when you play like that. Uh, you give two people opportunity to beat you that shouldn't. And Alabama's always won the games they're supposed to win. And when I'm, it's going to bite you eventually, and it did up in Knoxville. All right, we'll take this break. We'll get our man Mike Griff, Mike, Mike Griff, Mike Brown in uh, from Alabama One. We also talk a little TA hoops at the top of the hour, and we have in the second hour Ron Higgins. He'll tell us what's going on over in Baton Rouge in preparation for the Tide to come rolling in. They'll get in there uh, tonight. Uh, Coach won't be going out. He said he only went to one restaurant in Baton Rouge and only goes to one restaurant here in Tuscaloosa. And Daddy says he likes to do his show. So that's the only time he sees people. Does this guy hold up all the time? Is that fun? Listen, Tide 100.9 is the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we still have that wreck 2059 westbound at exit 76 and that wreck on US 11 at Covered Bridge Road. We now have a wreck on Alabama 216 at Phyllis Drive out in Lakeview. Townsend Nissan is your hometown dealer with an amazing selection of new and used vehicles, and they will give you top dollar for your trade. Go see them today. I'm Captain Ray. With Taco Casa, you know, it's not really fast food because it's made fresh every day in the store. The quality hasn't changed. The consistency hasn't changed because we haven't changed. Protect themselves and others. Find out where you can get the COVID vaccine today at alabamaunites.com. Please get vaccinated. If you have symptoms, also get tested for COVID-19. Alabama Unites Against COVID. 
Sponsored by the ADPH, the ABA, and this station. Coming up, Coming up on The Game with Ryan Fowler. Coming up on the Friday edition of The Game, we're going to do our SEC Parlay Pick Contest presented by Brian Harden Construction. We'll talk with Lee Sterling. We'll have a chance to break it down with Brent Beard. We'll take your phone calls and a lot more starting at 2 o'clock right here on The Game on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The Game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room right here on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room, right to the Alabama One Hotline. Bring in Mike Brown. Good morning, Mike. Hey, good morning. Happy Friday, fellas. How are y'all doing? We're doing good, Mike. Doing good. Uh, look, get excited for the weekend. Uh, a lot of good good games going on this weekend. I know there's a lot of good things going on with Alabama One, especially with the holiday season uh, coming up. Mike, you guys like to maybe try to help people out uh, there with some loans and some different opportunities, maybe for them to get a little cash in their pocket, do a little shopping there. Tell us what's going on with Alabama One. Uh, we appreciate it. And we've, we, again, rolling over to a new month, we were talking about some great promotions that we have. But, uh, Barry, you and I have talked about it. There's a lot of great benefits at Alabama One, and you, you've been a great testimonial for us talking about the different products you have. I myself have many of the products, whether it's the checking account with debit cards, the credit card loans, et cetera. And so for those people that are doing that, we're running a current promotion called Refer a Friend. And if you've been a member of Alabama One Credit Union or, or enjoyed some of the services or anything like that, and you refer somebody that you know thinking, hey, I've had good service, I got this great product, whatever it is, I saved money on my mortgage, my loan, whatever, and you refer somebody to the credit union, both you and your new uh, the person you're referring get $10. And it's just kind of saying, hey, if you enjoy the service that you receive, the, the cost savings, the money management tools, whatever it is that you save or enjoy about Alabama One and tell somebody about it, you can earn a little bit of money for it. And all the details are at alabamaone.org. Nice. Uh, do you guys got the black sale coming up uh, there where they can I think of a certain time period where they can get a loan at a certain rate? Tell a little bit about that, though, Mike. Absolutely. And that's why the Refer a Friend is so important. We're running up for our sixth annual Black Wednesday loan sale, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And there's a couple teasers on the website. We had to change it up a little bit this year than what we've done in years past because, you know, the economy is a little different. But we're finding ways to save our mo- our members money in the biggest loan sale that we do all year long. So if you're in the in the market or have already have a vehicle and want to bring it to Alabama One, we do recreational vehicles, auto loans. We even save you money on personal loans right before the holiday. Check out our website, www.alabamaone.org. Keep up with our social media channels, and you'll get some more information right before the ho- right before the Thanksgiving holiday about how we can save you loads of money. All right, uh, Mike, tell everybody about where all your branches are, your main ones right there uh, behind the mall, right there in front of Home Depot. But tell them uh, where they can find you guys. And you can always go to the website to get any process started, alabamaone.org. You're absolutely right. The biggest branch is right there uh, on the Internet and in your pocket with the mobile app. But 
We have branches all over the Tuscaloosa community, even into Pickens. We got two branches over in Pickens and Carrollton, Gordo. We're in Fayette. We are uh, over there off of Exit 100. If you're heading over to Birmingham and the Lakeview Market, we, we've grown into Linden outside of Demopolis Center over there a little bit north of Gadsden. We got branches all over this great state, but of course, uh, Tuscaloosa Home Turf. We have Northport. We have 69 South down in Taylorville. We got branches all over. If you want to walk in, talk a little bit about that, refer a friend, or get some more information on Black Wednesday. Whatever promotion we're running, you want information on, come see us at the branch. All right, talk a little football here. Uh, what's the buzz around? Oh, you got a Georgia fan over there. Who's going to win this Georgia Tennessee game, Mike? We got a couple of guys going out there for the game this week. What? So I'll be out. Yeah, a couple of guys said, "Hey, can I leave at two o'clock today? Beat some of that traffic." So we got we got another guy named Jason. That's a Georgia fan. So if you if you know anyone named Jason from the credit union, they may be affiliated with Georgia, and, and just don't hold it against them. Like anyone doesn't bother me too much about Florida State. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who they are? They confident? Are Georgia fans confident? Uh, it depends on which one you're talking to. One thinks they got it in the bag. One thinks, ah, oh, this, this is the final ticket, the shoe that drops. You know. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I think I know. Which, I think I know which Jason that is. That's doing that. <laughs> <laughs> It'll make for good football anyway. Yeah, Florida State at Miami. Uh, you need two TVs. You're going to watch Alabama. Big game for Florida State there. Uh, they'd like to beat Crystal Ball so they can beat him in recruiting. Florida State currently five and three, three and three. Your thoughts on the Seminoles right now? Yeah, big rooting for the Seminoles. Not a big Miami fan. A uh, little in-state rivalry, and like you said, a lot of recruiting and bragging rights come from these games. So even though the teams don't have a shiny records like everybody else on the weekend playing, it's still a lot of uh, importance for the Florida State fans. Yeah, no doubt. Well, Mike, uh, once again, uh, tell everybody where they can find all your great stuff with Alabama One www.alabama1.org. Got a join now button right there. Become a member and open up a world of benefits. And if you have any questions, feel free to give me a call at the branch. Thank you, Mike. Great stuff. Thank you. Thanks, sir. Take care, guys. There's Mike Brown with Alabama One. We appreciate him uh, being on there with us. All right, we'll go ahead and take this. uh, Do we want to take Tom now, Joe, or take him at the top of the break? Uh, Actually, we got to do the little TA segment. Joe is going to actually interview me a little bit about our TA segment. They said, well, why don't you get on there and talk about basketball? Like, well, how am I going to interview myself? So Joe may throw me a couple questions, but I'll tell you some of the great things going on at Tesla's Academy. We'll get Tom in after that, and then Ron Higgins will join us at 8.15. You list a tie. We want to thank Yellowwood, pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have a yellow tag on it, then believe me, guys, you don't want it. You list a tie, 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we still have that wreck 2059 westbound at exit 76 and that wreck on US 11 at Covered Bridge Road. We now have a wreck on Alabama 216 at Phyllis Drive out in Lakeview. Townsend Nissan is your hometown dealer with an amazing selection of new and used vehicles, and they will give you top dollar for your trade. Go see them today. I'm Captain Ray. With Black Friday Savings at the Home Depot, you can get top brand laundry sets with the latest tech to tackle any mess you might face this holiday, like automatic fabric and load size detection for spills of any size from cookies and milk touchdown Alabama. tide 100.9 and streaming on the tide 100.9 app
Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. We're actually early this morning. Usually we're uh, way behind, so we're running smooth uh, this morning. Andrew Knifford, he's running smooth out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 in Northport. You're looking for home life auto. You want to have a guy take great care of you, then Andrew is the guy. He does my insurance. I can tell you firsthand, he takes great care of me. I haven't had a ton of problems, but I have... One little issue I called him. He had taken care of in five minutes. I need to add something to my insurance. I can just call him up. They add it. He emails it to me. Let him run a quote for you. He'll do a great job. 205-722-9201. As you know, uh, on Thursdays and Fridays, we have a high school segment. Uh, and this segment is brought to you by the tax out at Tuscaloosa Academy. Ray Cole and uh, his group do a great job of uh, – Raising money there for Tuscaloosa Academy and helping, and they've been asking me to do uh, to talk about the basketball program. Like, guys, how am I going to interview myself? And I said, wait a minute, I got the best interviewer in the town. Uh, Joe Gaither can handle this. I'll have him throw me some softball questions, and we'll knock this segment right out. So, uh, Joe, is there anything you want to throw at me <laughs> right now as far as Tuscaloosa Academy and what's going on, with, really, with any of the sports or the school out there in a, as a whole? Yeah, Barry, we're uh, we're talking to uh, we're we're talking about Alabama bas- or Tuscaloosa Academy basketball, and you guys have a huge like huge transition. We we we, we talked to Coach Wright about uh, transition to the, uh, on the football side of things from AISA to uh, the AHSAA. Just talk about what you guys are facing. I mean, you're two-time state champion. You're moving into into a re, you know region two or class two A. Yes. Uh, it, talk about the, the big transition for you guys. Well, it, it, the, there's a lot more teams to play. It's a lot easier on the families to travel. It's a lot easier on the kids uh, playing the AISA. You may have to get on a bus and travel two or three hours to play. Uh, some quality competition. So uh, that part's been good. I think the competition level will step up. Now uh, kids, if they want to transfer to Tuscaloosa Academy and live in the city, there's some rules there. You need to do it. Uh, maybe when you're in middle school, if you want to make the change, if you come in high school, if you, if you haven't made a bona fide move, then sometimes you may have to sit out there. There's a lot of different rules there. So, uh, But it's, it's a great uh, opportunity for our kids to be able to play our middle school I'll brag on them a minute. I think we get them started a little bit earlier. And, Joe, this week we played four games. We've already played six games in the middle school. These kids uh, really, I call them the future. Uh, they're 5-1. and one. Uh, they, they beat uh, Davis Emerson last night, beat ACA twice. They uh, beat Brookwood. So those kids are off to a great start. And so uh, the buzz around basketball there is good because of those guys. We look forward. We actually take on – uh, West Blockton, November the 14th. The hard thing for me right now, though, is probably six seventy percent of my guys are playing football, and they're not practicing basketball when they're playing football. So if they were to win tonight, which I hope they do, they take on Locust Fort tonight, then they would play again next Friday. If they win that, then we're going to play our first game without those guys. I'm going to have like seven guys out there and some of them ninth graders to play, but I'm not going to – 
you know, cancel the games or anything like that. And then once you get the kids from football, whenever football wins the state championship or loses, you have like two days of practice, then boom, you're playing games. First of all, those guys are already in basketball shape and they don't know what you're doing. So normally you just try to, you know, get it to where in December they start to learn some things and you're playing playing your best basketball. But that makes it difficult uh, when you have a small school of guys playing multiple sports. But I think playing multiple sports is a good thing. That makes it impossible. It makes it cotton picking impossible. I'd cancel my games and move back. Yeah, your uh, oldest son called me uh, the other night. He said, how did you do it your first year? Like, your guys don't know. My guys are playing football. I'm going to have, like, two practices. I said, Jim, get you one out-of-bounds play. Uh, for man, one for zone, run one offense, and one, that's all you can do. And and then you just got to kind of ease into it. Don't try to play as many games. You could play 30 games, but we're only going to play like 24, so I have more time to practice. Don't play them as, don't play them as early. <laughs> but you, the problem is you got to have them done by the end of January. So if you can't start till. Uh, the middle of November or towards the end of November, you can't squeeze 30 games. You're playing four games a week, and so they're never practicing. So that makes it difficult. But yeah, everybody has to deal with that. So. That's tough. Yeah. What, what, tell us about your, your team this year, some of, some of your standout players, uh, and kind of what your expectations are for the team. Well, I got to, you know, one of the reasons why I love coaching over there is the kids. They got great families. These kids work really hard. They're respectful. I work them extremely hard. And, and uh, I've got a couple senior guys that kind of lead the way for me. Walker McKee uh, is a phenomenal shooter. Uh, can really play. He's as hard a worker as I've ever. He's getting some college looks. Uh, this guy can really shoot the basketball. Averaged 17 points a game last year. So hopefully he'll have a great year. Another kid, Blake Henderson, has been playing with me for a while. Uh, really good defensively but these two are just great kids and all those guys are anything i can ask them to do i could text them right now and tell them to do anything and have it done before i got there and it would be done i really anybody on my team and so that's a tribute to those kids and their family those are the kind of guys that i want to be around on a daily basis uh, guys that want to learn want to work and so those probably are two of the senior guys there that have, have been with me the longest and worked the hardest and i need those two guys to have good years Talk about uh, as you uh, you're making this transition. Some of your uh, some of the, th- the games that you're going to be more excited about playing this year because you you, you play more local competition or any, any big rivalry games that are on the TA basketball season schedule. Yeah, we're two A, which you know when you talk about two A, those are smaller classes over there. But we're going to play ACA. Uh, it's, I know it's their four A school and. Uh, Blake Thrasher does a great job there. We'll play them home and home. We have a small gym, and I think we'll be able to pack that gym out uh, over there and probably at ACA as well with these local games. We're playing in Brookwoods Tournament. Somehow i got to play Leeds in the first round. I think they're a 5A team in football. They're ranked number one or two in the state, so you know they're going to have some athletes. Uh, and then our area is really good. Uh, Aliceville, who could be – uh, the best team in the state, uh, Francis Married, I know is ranked uh, really high. Uh, then Green County, these are really, really athletic teams that could cause us some problems. We're going to have to figure out a way not to throw the ball away. So, But we don't play those games till January. You play those teams home and home. We're going to play Gordo. Uh, we're going to play some teams like that. Uh, so it's uh, it should be fun. We shouldn't have to travel too far. But let me talk real quick, and then we'll get off of this segment. We'll get to the phone calls there. But, you know, what, what Tuscaloosa Academy can provide is it, it has a, 
really good academic situation there. These kids there, they thrive. And when they get to college, they're ready to do college work. They've been uh, challenged in the classroom. Uh, they do a great job of uh, helping you find scholarship opportunities, finding kind of the, where you want to go, what you're interested in, and they'll research it. They'll find it. They'll let you know, hey, you got to get this on the ACT. Their ACT scores there are really, really good. And I think this athletic situation that we're in now will only enhance the school. Now you can play. Cause a lot of times people say, well, I can't get recruited because I'm playing in the private school league. Well, and, and there is a perception that you're not playing as good competition, which is really not true. But uh, but you do play a higher level. Uh, we had to build it from the bottom down. I spent a ton of time with our middle school kids uh, here before we get started, and they have a bright future. Uh, but now you can get it athletically as well. The academic part has always been there athletically. Uh, there's a great opportunity now to build something special over there and do it in this community. And I look forward to being a part of that uh, as we go through it. So there'll be some challenges there. Uh, but uh, the football team's got a home football game tonight against Locust Fork. So hopefully uh, they can take care of that. And there'll be a big crowd out there. So I know our gates have been a lot bigger. So good things are going on at Tuscaloosa Academy. So anybody interested uh, in coming out and visiting the school and taking a tour and just call the office. They'll set that up for you. So Joe, I appreciate that. And, uh, we get started. I need a PA guy though, Joe. I know we need a PA guy. We lost Tommy paradise. Paradiso is gone, Joe and Paradiso put on a show out there. And so I need you to find me a, somebody. To, it's hard to replace Paradiso. You know, I did not lose a home game when Paradiso was on the mic. I'm just going to have him zoom in every every uh, every game. He has the music. He does the lineups. He does it all. But uh, but anyway, I know you'll find me somebody. Or you, maybe you'll come out there and do it for us. So, uh, all right, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll take this break here. Uh, and we'll, Or is Tom still on the phone? See if Tom's there. We'll get to Tom there. I know we've been rattling here. And if Tom's there, we'll take him and then we'll get to uh, Ron Hickens. He is still there. All right. Uh, good morning, Tom. How you doing? I'm good, Barry. He's hey, good with that. Uh, uh, good morning, Coach. Sorry to make, you, sorry to make you wait so long. Oh, that's okay. I was listening anyway. Yeah. Uh, the thing about it, when you call in, you get put on hold, all you're doing is listening to the show, and uh, that's what I was going to be doing anyway. So what's the deal? That's yeah, what good. I good. What you got this morning, <laughs> my man? Well, I, I was going to comment on uh, Mike Griffin if we got time. and um, He kind of big-timed us today, uh, Tom. He got a big-time. Yeah, us. he did, but he had some good points. Mike yeah. always has some had some really good points, I think. And uh, But, you know, I, when he was talking and y'all were uh, uh, conversing with him, I thought about what some things Coach Saban has said uh, in some of his press conferences, and it applies to this team, I mean, in a mighty way. Uh, you know, he said he said several times, "You got to run plays like they're designed to be run." You remember him saying things like that? Yes. And, and and then and then Mike was talking about the wide receivers, which I don't think they're very talented. Matter of fact, I don't think they're good. And uh, uh, and then uh, you know, thinking about that, and then you look up and you see wide receivers. There's two in one spot. You know what I'm saying? They're not running their routes right. They are two in one spot. And of course, that's Bill O'Brien's fault. He he's gonna have to quit running routes like that. I don't know what's up with him. And uh, uh, but you know, everybody wants to blame him, but they overlooked 
some of the things that go on on the field out there. Against Tennessee twice, we had two receivers in one spot. And how is Bryce going to figure that out? <laughs> I'd say that was the receiver's fault. Yes, I do too. That's what I'm saying. They're not very freaking good. They well, can't I think one of, one of the problems open. in the receiver uh, room is I think they missed on some guys. They, they tried on a Jaya Hall. They had the, the tight end that went to Texas. You know, and those guys – their character wasn't aligned, and I don't think they're doing anything at Texas. So they had some of those guys leave, and then they had those stars go to the NFL. And now they got two true freshmen. Now, if true freshmen are starting at the receivers, then then you miss somewhere in recruiting. And I think now it's starting to bite them a little bit when you had those guys transfer. That's exactly what's that, happening. Yeah, that should be juniors now doing what the guys that just left did. Exactly. Then they missed. Let's just be honest. And we got one receiver that is a polished uh, route runner, and that's Burton. Came out of Georgia. He's not the greatest, but he he is a good route runner. He's a good but he's a good receiver, teams, Tom. But he's not uh, what you've had. Yeah, all they do is bra- they bracket him, and <laughs> yeah. I mean he don't have a chance. Yeah, yeah, uh, it, it's ridiculous. And, and I thought about that, and everybody's hollering about the coaches and all like that. I tell you what, I think we're fortunate to be where we are. Uh, and, and I believe we're there because of the coaches. But, uh, you know, Coach Saban's supposed to be this great uh, 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 recruiter. We can't get a tight end. We ain't recruited a decent tight end in four years. You don't like Latou? I, no, uh, I don't. Uh, he, he's not a tight end. <laughs> he, he's just somebody that we used to get by with because he won't raise his arms above his shoulders to catch the ball. Really? Hmm. To me? Yeah. Watch him. He well, dropped. It's just been uh, it's been so good uh, that position. Just you know, and these guys are good players. But man, when you're starting talking, comparing those guys, when well, you see what Waddle and Devontae Smith and those guys, oh, I mean, those guys please. are. Whew, man, those, I tell you what, when I watch those guys play on Sunday, I got my stomach hurt because I miss <laughs> them so bad. But but I tell you, it's. Uh, I don't see how we're uh, where we are, and uh, but the, the the good thing is that LSU is kind of young on the back end of their defense, and so that may be a, a fairly decent match with them going this way. I'm gonna let you go. I know you got to get Coach Smith on. Well, actually, he's not on with us today. We got Ron Higgins talk a little LSU. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, that'll be good. Yeah, that'll so. be good. Looking forward to that. Thanks, Tom, Barry. Tom, we always appreciate. It. Have a great weekend. All right, uh, Royal Cleaners making life easy for you. They'll come to you wherever at work, at your home, pick up the laundry, clean it up, deliver it right back. Give them a call two zero five three nine one zero zero three four. If you want to drop off University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, in Northport, or forty eight fifty one Rice Mine Road, Royal Cleaners for all your cleaning needs. Two zero five. Three nine one zero zero three four. You listen to Tide one hundred point nine. It's the home of Alabama sports. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Friday morning. A forum to get feedback from students and parents on how the Tuscaloosa City school system is doing and what it could do to make things better. Conducted last night at Northridge High School. Superintendent Dr. Michael Daria says the meeting was a follow-up to a survey conducted this past spring. The forum conducted by a consulting group from Eastern Kentucky University. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news sports and weather coverage. It's free. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 Traffic. 
from the towns of Nissan Traffic Center. Got a wreck on US 11 at Covered Bridge Road and another one on Alabama 216 at Phyllis Drive in Lakeview. McFarland slow eastbound at US 43 in Northport. Towns of Nissan is your hometown dealer with an amazing selection of new and used vehicles, and they will give you top dollar for your trade. Go see them today. I'm Captain Ray. If you fish, don't miss the Inglewood Baptist Church Bass Tournament on November 12th on Lake Tuscaloosa. There is no entry fee for this tournament with a $7,000 total guaranteed per. Our coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking. Fencing, playsets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Temperatures stay well above average today. The sky partly to mostly sunny, the high 81. For tonight, increasingly cloudy with the low at 63. Tomorrow, a mostly cloudy day with a few showers around. The high tomorrow at 75 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 60 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Follow Tide 100.9 on Facebook today to watch our live shows. Read the great articles and interact with Bama fans today. You know, well, I'm a chicken fried and cold beer on a Friday night. A pair of jeans that fit just right. And Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. All right, so when Joe and I, uh, Dad and I started the show this morning, we were halfway arguing what the weather was going to be like in Baton Rouge uh, on Saturday night. Not that Ron Higgins is a weatherman, but uh, Ron's with TigerDetails.com. Over in Baton Rouge, covers the Tigers, knows them inside and out. Get to the Alabama One Hotline and get Ron Higgins in the show. Good morning, Ron. How are you? Hey, Ron. Good morning. You know, it's supposed to never rains in Tiger Stadium, but I've been in that game at Tiger Stadium where it rained like hell. So <laughs> uh, I think I think it'll, the, the forecast, it'll rain uh, during the day uh, and maybe tail off some before the game, and I'll still rain during the game or not. But, uh, you know, it, it, I'm, I'm sure to affect both teams, but we'll, we'll see. But, you know, I guarantee you, er, er, the crowd will show up nevertheless. So this, this will be a really good, uh, good atmosphere for this game. How tough is that ticket over there right now, Ron? For this game, is it a tough ticket? It's a hard ticket. Yeah, it really is. Uh, you know, this kind of, this, you know, this game just kind of grew this way in the past couple of weeks. Uh, you know, two or three weeks ago, you wouldn't have thought it would be this big, but um, you know, LSU won two in a row and. Uh, surprisingly, was, was number ten in the college football playoff rankings, which was a stunner to me. Uh, and uh, and so it kind of blew up a little bit, yeah. So I mean, uh, it, it was going to be a, a, a pretty good game, and now obviously now she won two in a row. Uh, uh, it's kind of made it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, Deb. Uh, has has uh, coach? Moved out some people that uh, were nu- nuisance to the team who didn't want to, who were I don't know bad apples, but guys that uh, maybe wasn't his 
were not his kind of people and uh, done a pretty good job in, in the portals as far as getting players he liked. Has he not done a pretty good job of that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, there haven't been to, you know that many people that he's had to, to, to move out like bad people. I mean, uh, pretty much everybody kind of got on board with this thing, and uh, I think the, the, the thing's kind of pushed it along a little bit is that the Jay Daniels quarterback is finally uh, just improved or, or, and, and loosened up and, and threw the ball downfield more. It's really helped his team. Uh, prior to, I guess, the Florida game, just he, uh, there was still reluctance to uh, uh, trust with him and his receivers for him to, uh, you know, make throws before they made a break to get open or or throw the ball up and let them make a play on the ball. There was a reluctance to do that. And, uh, that game had all changed much. And that, that happened. The LSU's offense has just been, has been totally different since then. Uh, like a totally different offense. Uh, they just they put up 45 points in each of the last couple of games. And, uh, is just played a, and, and played a lot better, take a lot of pressure off the defense, certainly. Uh, but yeah, but that that's turning around a lot. But this this team, it it it's got a little bit better every game all year. It has some problems in some games with special teams problems, which uh, you know that's it's, it's really put them in some holes. There's still some things with this team that aren't perfect. Uh, you know, for instance. Uh, this team, and this is this is this will be their fourth SEC home game this year. Uh, this team has not scored a touchdown in the first quarter of an SEC game at home. It's only scored one touchdown in the SEC game in the first quarter. Period. It's a slow starting team, but once it gets going, uh, it goes. Uh, uh, it's it scored uh, twenty one straight points against Mississippi State, Auburn, twenty eight straight points in Florida, Ole Miss. Uh, once the offense gets rolling, it gets hot, but it, it takes a while. It's like watching a, you know, a, a, a car in the deep winter in Minneapolis try to get started in the winter. It's kind of, it won't get started, but finally when it gets going, it gets going. But it has a problem getting going, and it, it's had to come back from a bunch of double-digit deficits. Uh, his, his, demeanor on, his demeanor on the sideline is quite different, uh, especially to early part of the year when Florida State, where he doesn't say much, he doesn't. Uh, congratulate him. Or he, he, is the demeanor okay with the players? And the other question would be: Does the is it does that kind of does that go over to the media as far as liking or disliking? Uh, I mean, I, I think it really matters to the players. I mean, he, he's he's a really uh, you know with with players, he's really a, a professional guy. Now, I've seen him getting get some players, but you really can't notice it. Uh, it's not as well as people say as Nick is when Nick gets mad. But when Nick gets mad, everybody knows. <laughs> uh, but when, you know, I, I seem to get in, into some officials pretty much. And uh, and he's, he's gotten into, you know, a few players, but not, it's, not, it's, it's very low-key. Uh, you know, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't matter. I mean, uh, uh, I, I, I like to – he's been really good to deal with. I like the way he uh, – I like the way he coaches. I like the way he handles situations. He's very comfortable in who he is. Like, you know, like, you know, he asks a coach about an injury a lot of times. Any, any coach, you know, well, I really can't say anything about that. There's just hip laws, blah, blah, blah. You know, they hide it completely. You know, I asked him last night about a, a LSU offensive guard who's been starting for them. He's been out for a couple of weeks. And 
is uh, you know, is, is Garrett Gillinger av- av- available for this game? And Kelly, no, he's out. No, I just ruled him out. I, I'm not going to let him play. That mean he, he, I just don't think he can play. Uh, he's gotten better, but I don't think he can play. So I'm not. He's not going to play. Uh, what are they honest about injuries? Not these guys are there. Well, I don't know. I can't say or blah blah blah. Uh, he's very comfortable about in his in his own skin. And I think that's one thing I like about him. Yeah, uh, we're talking with Ron Higgins. I think he. He has a plan, uh, and you know I don't know that Ed Orgeron ever had a plan. He has a plan of what he wants to do. Uh, You're right. He's a disciplined guy, and I think he's the perfect uh, guy for the job there. You know, people maybe wanted Billy Napier. I wonder what those people would say uh, now. Uh, Brian Kelly, I think, is, is a perfect fit for LSU. All kids want discipline. I think he'll put discipline in the program, but he has a real plan of what he wants to do, and I heard him. Uh, in the press conference, talk about the Tennessee game, and I was actually throwing things at the TV when he was going for it on fourth down on the fifty. Uh, he, and he said, "We probably took some chances. We did some things there that made the score look worse than it is." But I think this guy, Ron, he has a real plan, and uh, this, this this probably won't do anything but get better under him. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I believe so. I, that's the whole thing. He does have a plan. With ours, Ron, you're right. He didn't have a plan. Uh, I mean, he didn't have a plan. The LSU won a national championship because Joe Burrow showed up at the same time as uh, a young coach who helped their offense, and and they had a, a ton of talent uh, all in the NFL right now, and all it was a perfect storm. But Ed didn't know how to maintain, uh, didn't have a plan. Uh, this guy has a, a plan for winning and maintaining winning. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm you know. Uh, I'm never going to compare people with Nick Saban. Uh, he's a, a class by himself. But as far as structure and discipline and, and having a plan and not panicking and, and having a, a, a system and an understanding of how, uh, a, a solid foundation of how things work and how things should improve, this guy is just like Nick in that sense. He really is. Uh, I, I, again, somebody very comfortable in his own skin and in his plan. Uh, Ron, you know, we're looking at Tennessee now, and I was saying this Tennessee team could be the 2019 uh, LSU team uh, with with Hendon Hooker there, Joe Burrow. It's a it's a it's a amazing the what he's done there in just one year, to be honest with you. Uh, and then you saw what happened, Joe Burrow. Then Joe Burrow's going. How hard will it be? What will you tell a Tennessee fan? How hard is it to keep it going at that level? What they're doing now, something they haven't experienced, but they got that that big-time quarterback there. And I don't know that uh, LSU's even replaced Joe Burrow yet. What would you tell the Tennessee people there as far as what may be coming down in the future? Well, I have to tell them that uh, you hope their guys get comparable to Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow threw 60 touchdown passes in one year. <laughs> yeah. He threw a touchdown pass. He threw a, he averaged a touchdown pass per quarter for 15 games. Uh which is, and it's, it's kind of like looking at P. America's forty-four point two points a game that went for career. Yeah. Uh, that's hard to do. That's uh, unbelievable. Yeah, I didn't uh, realize that. You know, Tennessee really has to look at this game this week, like fellas, you looked at the Alabama game in, in twenty nineteen. Okay, you've got you've you've been great. You've got to this point, but this is a team that you've got to beat to really make you feel like. Okay, I think we really got a chance now. 
Yeah. I think with LSU, that's the way they felt against Alabama in 2019. You know, because LSU lost so many in a row to them, like eight or nine at that point. And uh, they're like, okay, we've, you know, if we beat this team, then okay, I, I can think, well, you know, conference-wise, we should take this thing on in and win the thing. And I think that that's how Tennessee has to look at Georgia. Now, whether that happens or not, I don't know. But I know that's the way LSU looked at the Alabama game. Uh, uh, just, you know, destroy everything in your path until you get to the, the team that you want to beat. LSU actually, LSU got better the last four or five games of the year because uh, defensively, all their guys got well. They had a bunch of people hurt all year. And after the LSU Ole Miss game, when LSU won, but uh, Ole Miss scored a bunch of points, LSU's defense really got in a lockdown mode. I mean, really for uh, golly, like last four or five games, just a lockdown because all their people got well. Uh, and I don't know how Tennessee's injury situation is defensively, but uh, that's where I mean, it was never a question. All you had score points. It was just the fact that the defense finally got better late in the year. So it's a, I, I tell Tennessee fans, it's a it's a it's a long way to go. Uh, you know, I see Tennessee. You know, some people who cover the media there, like I think the newspaper there, is already planning a book they're trying to sell about Tennessee's tremendous football season. You know, it ain't over yet. No. It ain't over yet. That's right. That's the whole thing. That's how I would advise you. It's nice to beat your chest, but it's not over yet. Yeah. You know, it happened with Malzahn. You know, he was about to go to Arkansas. They gave him a humongous contract. A couple years later, fired him. They did the same thing with Orgeron, which I never really understood because he really wasn't going anywhere. And even though they've already bumped Hypo, I can see them giving him a humongous contract. And then we'll see if he can do it. You know, the, you always think you got the hot guy. I thought Scott Frost was going to do big things in Nebraska. There are no home run hires in this business anymore. Are they running? Unless your name's Nick Saban. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, I agree. Uh, it's just, the, I, it's just amazing to, I guess, the, the the panic ads have with you know, you get a guy has a has a year. A good year, and then that the, the coach's agent holds, holds the AD for hostage. Yeah, <laughs> and all of a sudden you get a, a, a huge contract, and uh, you know the guy that's a producer he's gone two years later. Like in Arjun's case, it's like he walked with fifteen million dollars. Yeah, uh, uh, it, it's uh, it's unreal. I mean, often tell people, you know. Charlie Weiss made a hell of a lot more money not coaching. He did coaching. <laughs> Charlie Weiss got paid off by everybody. Yeah, yeah, that. Um, the quarterback. What has been the what has been the difference in him? Uh, you know, he, he. I thought he was fairly good against Florida State, and I didn't think he was very good. Of course, I don't know anything. But what what is uh, quarterback coach made him better? Is he just? Uh, over a little injury, what? Why has he gotten so much better? Uh, I think Kelly just stayed patient with him, he kept working okay. with him, and, and then the, uh, a lot of tough love. I mean, you know, in the middle okay. of the game, you know, I mean, I, you could see him scream at him, throw, throw the ball, damn ball downfield. Yeah. Uh, just really, uh, I, I trusted him with receivers. You know, I mean, uh, some of like LSU's best receiver, Butte, was somewhat of a head case coming off the injury and he wasn't into it early in the season. And uh, it's just better chemistry with, and, and trust between him and the receivers. 
uh, you know, example of letting the receiver make a play. He threw up a ball against Ole Miss that should have been uh, interception at the goal line. Got a thirty-yard pass, and LSU receiver went up between two guys and jumped up and, and defenders and caught it, made the play, and dove Benzo for the touchdown. Uh, a play like that made the kind of helps the quarterback realize I really got good receivers, and if I get the ball near them, they can make a play. Uh, and before he would wait for guys to get open, uh, and then maybe hold the ball too long and then take off. And now it seems like he's, it, that'll happen every once in a while still now, but now there's still, now there's a trust that, uh, he'll throw the ball, uh, uh, before a guy makes a break, uh, we're coming up with a pass pattern. But the guy's got an arm. He, he a guy can actually sling it. I mean, it, 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 he can fire the ball. It's just that, he, uh, it's just a more of a trust of trusting where the receivers are going to be and getting, uh, getting open and letting them make a play. As Kelly said, told me, he goes, he told him, he said, I, I told, I, you know, I told Jaden, uh, uh, you can't wait till guys get open. You just, you know, not everybody's going to be open all the time. You're going to have right. to throw it, throw it out there and trust that they're going to make a play. And I think that's what's happened. It's uh, off the field. A lot of friends there that Coach Saban and his family knew when they were at Baton Rouge. Will they be coming by trying to holler at him? Is there still a group of people there that you know think he he's as great as he really is? I mean, is that the case? Yeah, there's a base of people here, and you know, shows him a lot. Look, I tell people, I have a few fans who all this, all this brothers hate about Nick. You know, I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Your program was still being a toilet one for Nick Saban. You know, your program was in a toilet for like eight years before he got there and, and, and flipped it around immediately. Uh, I don't understand all, all the, uh, the hate for it. Uh, you know, Nick wanted to try, try the pros. He tried it and didn't like it. Just like Spurrier didn't like it. And he came back to college like Spurrier did. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, you know, perhaps Nick would have Nick gone back to LSU. Maybe if it was open, he said maybe so. But you know, Alabama happened to be the place he landed in, and, and I, I don't understand. You know, certainly the media doesn't think that way. I mean, we, we voted him to the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame a couple of years ago. Uh, uh, he hasn't shown up the induction ceremony yet. He, he's going to wait till he retires before he, be, he gets inducted. But we elect him to the, the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame, which of course you know really. Uh, didn't make a lot of people, you know, the fandom in Louisiana happy, but we don't really care as a media if they're happy or not. We we wanted to honor a guy who I, we thought belonged to Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, and uh, I think, you know, it wasn't for Nick Saban, LSU would still be in the toilet with their football program. It's pretty simple. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any question about that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Ryan, before we let you go, uh, what are your thoughts on the game tomorrow? Uh, Dad and I were talking. You know, Alabama hadn't played great on the road. They have traditionally the, the University of Alabama has played good at LSU, but a lot of these players have never, never been there. Uh, this particular team has not played great on the road. They've had a ton of penalties uh, at Texas. You know, they gave the, the crowd reason to get into the game. At Tennessee, the same thing. And you know, I really think it's important for Alabama to get off to a good start to maybe take this crowd out of it. What do you see happening over there uh, tomorrow night? Well, I mean, I think it'll be a, a hell of a game, but I really think Alabama wins this thing because uh, I think their pass rush, uh, I don't know if LSU can protect as long as they would like. Uh, 
their quarterback. I mean, well, he's got two true, true, two true offensive tackles. Both of them are good now, but they're going against Will Anderson and a bunch of people who will can, can, you know, pressure a quarterback in a, in a hurry. Uh, I like Alabama, but it's probably maybe maybe a touchdown or less. Uh, wow. I know Alabama hasn't looked like Alabama, but still, uh, you know, about, about, put it this way, I, I think this was the best compared to LSU's been for a game, uh, uh, going to Alabama game as far as just mental psyche and uh, approach by the head coach uh, almost every week. Not, not that Alabama's the same, but uh, just in preparation, I, I think LSU's in good shape. So, could LSU win it? Yeah. Uh, but uh, I always say, you, you know, you got to go through Alabama to get to the, the, the championship game, and it's always a tough, tough road. And, uh, and I think it'll come down to quarterback play also. I mean, both quarterbacks are pretty good, but I think the guy with the highest is a pretty smart quarterback. <laughs> yes, he is. All right, Ron, uh, tell everybody where they can get your great information over there in Baton Rouge before we let you out. Uh, go to TigerDetails.com. TigerDetails.com is a rival's website. Uh, I'm outside the paywall, so you can you can read me. Uh, and go to at Twitter at Ron Higg, R-O-N-H-I-G-G. Thank you, Ron. Should be a fun night. Thanks, tomorrow. Ron. Good good talk to you again. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, there's uh, Ron Higgins and breaking it down. I think Kelly does have a plan, uh, and I don't think Ed Orgeron had a plan. And no, I don't know why right. they ever gave him that big contract anyway. Even after when he was, nobody was coming after Ed Orgeron. No, uh, and they should have known that was just a lightning in a bottle. All right, uh, Dad, let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes and them. Joe, we got to take the break. We got to get his picks in uh, so I can widen the margin. I'm still in first place. But let's talk about. You don't know Prince where you are or not. Yeah, I'm right. I am right now. I do know that. Prince Clover and Hayes. Three four five one two three four is the phone number for Prince Clover and Hayes. Outstanding attorneys and attorneys that can help you if you need help. They're gentlemen in every way. They know the law in every way. They're successful in every way, and they continue to be that way. So, if you have a problem and you're not sure about uh, what's going on in your life, then give them a call at three four five one two three four. And they will help you in every way they possibly can. Then go by 701 Rice Mine Road and visit with them personally. I think it, uh, the things that we say on this on this radio show every day we'll find to be true. Prince Clover and Hayes, outstanding attorney. PrinceLaw.net is the website. And if they don't win, you don't pay. All right, we'll get your picks next. We'll find out where the standings are. I'm mostly uh, interested in where I am between you and Joe and Gary Harris. Uh, and I need to get Kerry Clark. He's starting to be a thorn in my side. You know, some Tide 100.9 is the home of Alabama sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. This is Timothy Bowens with your Tide sports update. Tiger Stadium will be the site of a top 10 matchup on Saturday. Alabama basketball's Javon Quinterly and Brandon Miller earned preseason All-SEC honors. Former Alabama basketball star Jamichael Green is bringing a Cajun restaurant to Tuscaloosa. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 traffic. 
from the towns of Nissan Traffic Center got a wreck on US 11 at Covered Bridge Road and another one on Alabama 216 at Phyllis Drive in Lakeview. McFarland slow eastbound at US 43 in Northport. Towns of Nissan is your hometown dealer with an amazing selection of new and used vehicles and they will give you top dollar for your trade. Go see them today. I'm Captain Ray. Friday deals at JCPenney. We got your holiday. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, Look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Temperatures stay well above average today. The sky partly to mostly sunny, the high 81. For tonight, increasingly cloudy with the low at 63. Tomorrow, a mostly cloudy day with a few showers around. The high tomorrow at 75 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 61 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. On a warm summer's evening, on a train bound from nowhere, I met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep, so we took turns of staring. The window the Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. All right, uh, yesterday we got uh, the Blue Plate Special uh, plugged in. The North Carolina Tar Heels uh, travel to, it is Virginia, correct? And uh, minus right, seven, seven, and a half seven, seven and a half. So he's saying take the Tar Heels that uh, Virginia's worn out from a four-overtime game and North Carolina can score and he thinks Jen, Gene Tis, Chizik maybe get a couple stops. But we have a, a, a deal where we pick all the games. Joe tries to find very difficult games, does a good job with that. Uh, and we got a ton of people in this thing. Joe, update us on the records uh, here real fast. I'll stop doing this when I'm not in first place. But where are we right now with the records? We need to get that out before we get started. Barry Barry Sanderson and Kerry Clark are tied for first place with 65 and 30. All right. Who's next? Coach Wimp Sanderson is at 63 and 32. <laughs> so he, he's only two, two games behind. <laughs> Gary Harris is at 59 and 36. And myself, I'm at 58 and 37. All right. Mm-hmm. I love to be in second place like this. Oh, you want I don't to... want to be in first place. I want to be in second place. That's right well, where I want. Don't worry. You're not going to be in first place. All right, Joe. Uh, I picked my, you sent those things out, and I picked them immediately. I don't even remember who I picked. Uh, but, uh, all right, give him the picks for this week. All right, Coach. Ten games. Here we go. Just the winners. Kentucky is at Missouri. He's going to say, whoo, that's a booger bear. Yeah. I'm going to take Kentucky. Loss. Going with Big Blue. We're going to the next game is Florida at Texas A&M. <laughs> uh, boy, those are hard. A&M, I guess. A&M. 
Texas A&M, and we're going to go with Baylor at Oklahoma. Mm. Boy. Cut. Joe. Oh, man. Baylor at Oklahoma? Yeah. I'll go with Oklahoma. Okay. Really? Against Baylor? Wow. Hey, that's a loss. I don't know if I'll go with Oklahoma. No, you already picked it. Go ahead, Joe. Number two, Tennessee is going to Georgia. Uh, Tennessee. Tennessee, we got. Wow. Uh, Te- I change your water. Texas San Antonio against UAB. Uh, Texas San Antonio. Okay, coach. We got Alabama going to LSU. Alabama. Texas is going to Kansas State. <laughs> Good grief from Gordo. Uh, Kansas State quarterbacks questionable. Uh, Texas. Texas. I tell you what, the Big Twelve is a good conference. It's been yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, they're talking about getting Gonzaga over there in basketball. Yeah, I said that yesterday on the radio show. Yeah, so you were you were asleep. Well, I mean, we got new listeners, as you always say. Go ahead. Number five, Clemson is going to Notre Dame, Coach. I'll say Clemson. Clemson. Those are hard games. Florida State is going to Miami. Maybe Miami bounces it back. I'll take Miami. And the last one, Coach, number 20, Wake Forest, is on the road against number 21, NC State. NC State. NC State. That's going to be Coach's picks. Uh, I think I got terrible picks. I think I'm out of it. No, (laughs) no. You're surely not out of it. Surely not. Boy, those are bad picks I made. All right, uh, we got a phone call bumping in there. I don't know. I, you know, you took Tennessee. That's going outside the box. You got if you if we all pick the same, you can't catch me. You got to do a little little different. Well, I, I picked Georgia some places, Tennessee. So I don't know who picked. I picked Tennessee. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll see, uh, Joe. I know you're doing a great job of getting all this stuff together. It's it's really interesting <laughs> to see. Uh, Kind of how I do each week. All right, let's get to uh, the Alabama One Heartline and get Greg into the show. Good morning, Greg. Hey, Greg. Good morning, guys. I'm calling you. We we come into Tuscaloosa today, buddy. We're playing the the night tonight. Oh, you at Locust <laughs> Everywhere Fort? I'm from Locust Fort. Yeah, yeah. I'm from Locust Fort called it. I thought it, but when I talked to y'all earlier, I thought it probably would be the way I looked at the bracket. Yeah. Well, tell us about Locust Fork. What what should the Knights expect? What's what's going to be rolling into town tonight? (laughs) Well, we're we're a young team. We we don't have but four or five seniors. Uh, We're pretty good at skill, but we don't. You know, we're 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 little and we're little and slow. But other than that, I think we're pretty good. I heard y'all got a good quarterback. Is that true? We do. Well, he's pretty good, and he's just sophomore. We're going to be – our better days are ahead, but I think we'll come down there and play you hard, and uh, it'd be interesting. You don't know how all this stuff – you know, we're playing up here, and y'all playing in a different uh, area, and then sometimes you don't know how those – the people you're playing, if they're as good as the people they're playing, and so, you know, it's kind of hard to figure all that out. But uh, I want y'all to know. I listen to your show every morning, do you? and yeah. I appreciate what you guys do. Uh, of course, I told you this several times, Coach uh, Sanderson was one of my heroes. When I was in high school, he was coaching the Tide and, and was rolling along, Bear Bryant and all that. But I do appreciate the show that you have. I appreciate the insight, and I, I've been meaning to try to get on here to tell Coach I am 100% behind him on the ding 
that's on a college game day. I wouldn't see what he's on there. He drives me bananas. Pat McAfee, yeah, yeah, he's, he's terrible. terrible. I, yeah, appreciate I turned, I turned him you. off. Yeah, he, he's bad. Greg, I don't, I don't watch, I don't watch it. Yeah, so, thank Greg, you. Greg, you heading into town tonight? You well, we're on? coming early. I think uh, our kids. This is something's kind of special. We're gonna, uh, we've got a tour of Bryant Denny, a little thing. Our, a lot of our kids wouldn't have opportunity to get down there and see all that. So, we worked that out for about an hour. They're nice. gonna come down early, and they're gonna get to go through a tour just the Bryant Denny and athletic facilities. They worked that out for us, and we're looking for it. It'd be a good night for us. They're fired up. Hopefully it'll be a good ball game. And just tell them to treat us right now. Well, I'm going to be broadcasting Coach Wright, on the radio. Coach Wright <laughs> said y'all need to walk around campus, walk all over the city all day and all afternoon, walk everywhere. Uh, <laughs> they ain't going to do but one little time, and they'll be laid up. They're going to Northridge High School, I think, to uh, oh, yeah. lay around. There you go. Well, Greg, thank you. appreciate your call. Appreciate the kind words on the show. Thank you very much. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, we'll, I'll tell you what, Joe, we're a little behind, though. We'll just double the brakes there at the back end. Joe, tell us about the coverage tonight. Uh, you know, high school football, man, you just seemed like it was just starting. And Gary and I talk about this all the time. And then now some teams are done. County High is done. Uh, but we do have some local teams still in this thing. I know you guys will have full coverage out there tonight. Yeah, we're going to be at seven games this evening. We're looking forward to uh, to be in all kinds of places this tonight. Uh, tonight we'll be at uh, Wadley is at Pickens County. We'll obviously be out at Tuscaloosa Academy as they're hosting Locust Fort. We'll host. Well, I'll, I'll be going over to Aliceville to uh, as they're playing West End Walnut Grove. Ohatchee is playing Gordo. Mumford is playing ACA. Jacksonville is taking on Bibb County, and Calera is taking on Hillcrest right here in town. Our other game's kind of out of town. Northside is going to, to Etowah. West Blockton is going to Hanley. Sipsy Valley is going to Anniston. Uh, Benjamin Russell is at Hueytown, and Northridge is at Pelham. So yeah, that's a big games. big one there, Northridge at Pelham. Uh, obviously, Coach Vickery uh, is up at Pelham now. I know, you know Ryan Lolly. Uh, it's done a good job there. So, uh, big game uh, there. We'll be watching that game out to you. I know Gary will have his show uh, tonight, right, Gary, at 1030. Uh, and j- well, you have the, the guys will be in here tonight as well. To Six call to it. nine Six and, to nine. and uh, 10 to 11. There you go. So, all right, that's it for today's show. Uh, we want to thank Alabama One, a great sponsor. Go to www.alabamaone.org. We talked with Mike Brown. They got a big – uh, loan sales going on now. You put some money in your pocket, do a little shopping. So get by any one of the local branches here. You go to the website, get the process started. Go to www.alabama1.org. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody.
listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Tuscaloosa Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram, and Pearl River Resort. University of Alabama. This is Crimson Tide Today. It's a daily update on Bama sports and it's brought to you by Everwood Treatment Company, the official treated lumber of Alabama athletics. Everwood, wood treated right. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. Head coach Nick Saban met with the media following Wednesday's practice for the Crimson Tide. Well, I think the thing that we're trying to focus on is how do you maintain intensity? Whether you maintain your intensity in practice, whether you maintain your intensity in a game, but everybody's going to lose their intensity every now and then. So really, when you get in situations, you got to like pound your chest or whatever you got to do to regain momentum, regain you know, the mental focus you need to do to sustain, maintain intensity, because that's really the only way that you can sustain performance. So even days like today, it's a little warmer. We've had good practices all week. You know, it's a challenge for guys to maintain their intensity, and it's a choice that everybody has to make. I'll have more in a moment. Producing championship quality lumber is not an easy process, but at Everwood Treatment Company, it's our only process. Wood treated right. Everwood is championship quality lumber for decks, outdoor structures, commercial jobs, and more that you can build your reputation on. No rot, no decay, no termites, no problems. Just wood treated right. To locate your local Everwood store, visit everwoodtreatment.com. Everwood Treatment, official lumber of the Alabama Crimson Tide. We've got you covered for Alabama football against LSU on Saturday. Our radio coverage across the network will begin at 3 p.m. Central, leading you up right to kickoff at 6 p.m. For a full listing of our radio affiliates, head to RollTide.com. And don't forget to watch the booth cam on our Crimson Tide Sports Network social media channels. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Everwood. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, you got a wreck on US 11 at Covered Bridge Road and another one on Alabama 216 at Phyllis Drive in Lakeview. McFarland slow eastbound at US 43 in Northport. Towns of Nissan is your hometown dealer with an amazing selection of new and used vehicles, and they will give you top dollar for your trade. Go see them today. I'm Captain Ray. Don't miss a play at the Sportsbook at Pearl River Resort, your front row seat to all the action. Place bets on all professional and most college sports. McFarland slow eastbound at 